0: Hello and welcome to another exciting and thrilling episode of Iron Supplements. Yeah, I'm not sure I can deliver on that today. It has been such a rough week for me when it comes to getting started on this podcast. And my poor Iron Men who meet with me on Monday nights, what I have put you through. Uh, Making you wait until the end of the week for your Iron Supplements man i'm not sure how you're coping but i can't imagine it to be very good i hate to think of all the sleep you've lost waiting on me or the stress you must be under man i i i I shudder to think about the pills you must be popping to replace your weekly supplements (laughs) my vast audience of 10 loyal listeners uh i'm i'm sorry the fact of the matter is that i've just had such a difficult time, even getting started with uh, my podcast this week. I'm experiencing a bit of a creative block, similar to writer's block. Uh, and I have something important to say, but I'm just not sure I can really articulate it. And let's face it, you know, articulating a particular message well is an important part of any podcast. Um, we're in the middle of a series called Ignite. And it's all about how to ignite a passion for God like you've never experienced before and then fanning that into a burning desire to serve God. And finally, how to keep that flame going throughout your life. We've already had three sessions where we've talked about how to evaluate your spiritual fuel and some practical advice on how to get into a passionate relationship with God. So if you haven't already, you may want to go back and listen to those episodes. But today... I think we just are going to have to strap in and buckle up and hold on because this could be just a very bumpy ride. Um, What I want to share with you could be very profound if I could just find the words, but so far I just haven't. I didn't on Monday. I haven't found them yet. So I'm going to need you to just listen with your heart rather than your head. need you to hear between the words I'm actually saying And try to understand what is on my heart. Today, I want to help you fan whatever spark or embers or small flame or even uh, a big flame that you have going in your relationship with God into a real fire for God, a greater fire for God. So we're going to look at what the Apostle Paul said to his protege Timothy about that very thing and... uh, I think we'll discover what is missing from so many Christians' lives that keep them from really being on fire from God. And all of that is on this episode of Iron Supplements. Hold on. Here we go. As I sit here listening to the birds chirp in the background, I can't help but be excited about reading the Word of God. So we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 6. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, he has saved us and called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done but because of his own purpose and grace. So let's just take a second to appreciate what it is that Paul is telling Timothy here. What exactly is it that he wants to fan into flame? What is this gift of God. Well, simply put, it's the Holy Spirit. What we're talking about is only just 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 the, the power of God. <laughs> you know, it's only the power of God to work within you, to enact the change in your life and in the world. Uh, and it may be a little difficult to relate for us to that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I mean, we might find it hard to imagine that the same source of power that created the universe is actually available to us. And more than that, it supposedly lives within us. And it's really easy to quote that he is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, but we just simply don't see it play out in our lives. And so we may be wondering if the Spirit still works in the same way that it used to. Does the Spirit still work miracles in the lives of people today, and if so, why don't we see it more often? I once heard a recovering alcoholic say, I don't know anything about Jesus turning water into wine, but in my life, he turned alcohol into a couch for my family. You know, I had a profound realization just like that one yesterday. Now, this is the part that is really hard to articulate. This is where you need to strap in because it gets bumpy because uh, it's just so hard to express this feeling because I was just simply going about my daily chores at home. And as I looked around, I noticed that my house was neat and tidy. I saw all the fresh paint that was on the wall and I saw all these projects uh, that had been completed. And and I saw you know, that my grass was cut and green. My lawn looked great. My house was really looking good, y'all. And, you know, it just occurred to me that I had done that. And more than that, I just realized that lately I have just been motivated to get things done. And then there was this really strange realization that I was just really happy, profoundly happy. And that I had been for a long time. Now, for you to understand why that's such a strange and profound realization for me, you have to understand that for most of my life, for as long as I can remember, even back into my early childhood, I have struggled with anxiety and depression. So all my life, I find myself isolating and procrastinating. And for years, I was on antidepressants and Still, I wasn't a very motivated person. You know, feelings of happiness for me were just limited to these fleeting moments. Most of my life had just agonized over this endless negative thought cycle that went through over and over in my mind. And you know, worse than all of that, I, I developed some really poor and damaging coping mechanisms and it nearly destroyed my life and all of my important relationships. And yet somehow, even with all that going on, I, ma- I uh, managed a, you know, kind of this public persona of someone who was really well-adjusted and cheerful and uh, my family knew different. But there was yesterday, happy, motivated, and I realized just how much the Spirit had changed my life. You know, my, my depression and much of my anxiety is just totally gone. You know, I haven't said this to many people, but I've been off my anti anti-depre- depression medication for nearly a year now. I have deep joy and happiness in my life, I'm filled with a sense of purpose. I'm motivated to get things done. It occurred to me yesterday that this is what it means to be reborn. The old me is gone. It's dead. I am a new creation. This is the power of God at work in my life. And so, yes, I talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. And, yes, I talk a lot about getting connected to God and finding that passion for God and igniting it and, and fanning it into flame, because, yes, the Spirit still works miracles. It can make a huge difference in your life as it has in mine. So, finally, in looking at this passage, I just kind of have to wonder, what is going on with Timothy? And why did Paul feel like he had to encourage Timothy to fan into flame the gift of God, you know, the Holy Spirit? Timothy was Paul's protege. Timothy had received the Spirit in an extra special measure because Paul laid hands on him. So, he was able to do miraculous things, and he saw miraculous things as he went with Paul on his missionary journey. And I mean, he was so on fire for God that Paul trusted him to leave uh, him in charge of the church at Ephesus to establish it and to build it up, to, to appoint elders. And, I mean, Timothy was on fire for God, so what happened? Can't help but wonder if maybe word got back from one of the members or maybe, maybe Timothy himself had written Paul talking about his own discouragement. And I think that, that there are two words that really give us insight as to what's going on in Timothy's mind. And those two words are timidity and shame. See, Paul tells him that, the, that God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And he reminds Timothy that he doesn't have to be ashamed of the gospel And he doesn't have to be ashamed that Paul is a prisoner because of the gospel. And when I look at timidity and shame, I know exactly what's going on with uh, Timothy. Because those are expressions of the fear that we have when we are concerned what the world thinks of us. And so I kind of wonder if maybe Timothy had just lost his focus and had been caught up in worldly messages and worldly cares and worldly concerns. I wonder if, if people had been talking to him about how he was associated with Paul, and now Paul was a prisoner, and maybe he felt ashamed of that, or maybe he was afraid that he was going to be next, that he would be put in prison, and maybe he had gotten caught up uh, in the messages of the world about Christianity, about like, like we do today, you know, the world tries to portray us as being hateful. You know they say, because we we don't accept their lifestyle that that we are full of hate towards them, we're judgmental. And we know that that's not the truth. we know that that we love people enough not to leave them where where they are, and we know that God calls them to an abundant life, and if they only knew how much better life in Christ was that They wouldn't see us as being hateful, but seeing us filled with love. And that's what Paul reminds Timothy of. The Spirit's message is much different than the world's message. And what happens is when we focus on what the world thinks, it causes us to be afraid and timid and ashamed and how that plays out is we just lo- we lose our fire and then we stop being involved in the work of God. We get more caught up with the worldly cares. Or maybe it's just the other way around. Maybe we get so caught up with the worldly cares that we lose our flame, our passion for God. Either way, we know that that's not the Spirit of God working within us. The, the final word that, that God gives us, a, a spirit of power of love and self-discipline. It reminds me of uh, Jesus in the parable of the talents and that final money manager that he gives that one bag of gold to who goes and buries it. The reason why the servant buried it was because he was afraid. But the master's response was not that he was fearful, but that he was lazy. He called him a wicked, lazy servant. And that's, that's what happens when there's no self-discipline. Like, fear often looks like laziness. I think fear causes us to be lazy. I think being ashamed causes us to lack discipline. And Paul says that there is a simple way, (laughs) there is a simple way to fan that fire back into flame. And that is simply by joining in the suffering. (laughs) And by that, what he means is just get back to work. Just get back to work. Just get back to working, serving, doing for people. And the reason why that is so important is because that is the only way that God has given us to recharge our batteries. So, we have this relationship with God, between God and ourselves. I call it the vertical relationship. You know, we love God, we want to serve God, we want to honor God. Well, that love for God, that vertical relationship, can only be expressed in this world through another relationship and that is our relationship with others i call that the horizontal this is the cross right the vertical beam represents our relationship with god our one-on-one with him and we try to get that right but it's always expressed in the horizontal with our relationship with others jesus told peter do you love me feed my sheep there's the vertical do you love me and then the horizontal feed my sheep John reminds us that we cannot love God, vertical, without loving our brothers, horizontal. And the only way that we have to express our love for God is genuine through genuine service for His glory, for His uh, purpose, for building up of His kingdom. And without that, without that service, without that being involved, without that getting into the work of, of God, there is no vehicle for God to, to infuse his energy into. There, there's nothing for God to fill up without that <laughs> vehicle of service. And why would he? Why would God invest in us if all we're going to do is, is use it for our own purpose and for our own glory? Like, why would God fill us with His Spirit only for us to just squander it, to bury it away? No, God refuels us. He He recharges us. He kindles, He, he fans into flame the energy of the Spirit for His purpose. And when He does that, we are the recipients of the blessing and we get recharged in, in return. So what energy whatever energy that we expend is returned to us tenfold. And we've all experienced this. <laughs> we've all had that uh that time when somebody asked us to 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 go visit someone or go serve uh for the church, go serve someone and in, in some way do a service project and we were so tired we didn't want to go. But somehow we just found enough energy to just go. And then while we were there, we were trying to be a blessing to, to the people that we were serving. <laughs> and we were the ones that were blessed. I, You know, that happens all of the time. You just receive so much more than you could ever give because God lets you share in his, his glory. And he, he gives you the strength. He renews your strength. And that's just the story of, of our relationship with him. He gives us the strength to carry out the gospel, to carry out the work. And so, without joining in the suffering, without putting ourselves out there, without uh, doing the work, there's no reason for God to fill you. And so, I would encourage you, if you want to experience the power of God to fan it into flame, find a way to serve. Get involved in your church. Get involved in a ministry. Get involved with uh, some kind of outreach project. Uh, share share the word of God with somebody. Just have a conversation about God with somebody else. Just, just serve. Just don't hold it in. God will bless that. And he will honor that. And if you don't, well you're concerned about what the world thinks and you're going to let that hold you back and you're just going to be timid, why would God ever fill you? It's the difference between what I see in Sunday morning Christians and those who are truly on fire for God. God equips those who want to work. So get to work. Okay, I just want to wrap up by again letting you know how much i appreciate you thank you for giving me so much of your time i i am honored that you think it is enough of a blessing to uh, listen to this podcast that you would take the time to do it Um, again just encourage you to like and to share but i just want you to get involved in in the ministry of the gospel The only reason that God would fill you with His Spirit is so that you can share it with others. It's the only thing that makes sense. And that's why it's the only thing that can fan into flame, the gift of God. So, get out there, get to work, find somebody to bless, find a church home to be a part of, find uh, a ministry to give your efforts and energies to, and let the Spirit of God Work in you like you've never seen before. And the amazing thing is, God blesses you more than you could ever give as a blessing. More, He gives you more energy than you could ever expend. I have found that to be so true in my life, and I can't wait for you to experience it too. I look forward to having you back next week on Iron Supplements. Thank you, my brothers and sisters.